Navelle Provost, former athlete turned entrepreneur. Corvell Beals, I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur, evolving every day. I believe that I'm a business. I'm a businessman. This is not your traditional podcast. The true story of what it is to be a black entrepreneur in Canada. This might not be something you heard before. Whatever you're doing, man, and just come along on this journey with us. Let's get to this bag together. I ain't a business, man. I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business. All right, all right, all right. We back again. Uh, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Bad Publicity. Shout out Ashley. Uh, bad Publicity. Fly gear. Yeah. No publicity is good publicity. No publicity is bad publicity. No publicity is bad publicity. All publicity is All good publicity. All publicity is good publicity. Right? Bad publicity, you got lip gloss, you got glasses, suits, glasses. Ladies apparel, but she even do a lot for the fellas. She does some bad stuff publicity for the does too. some stuff for the she fellas. She got some fly gear, man. Yeah. Check her out. Palettes. Palettes. Yeah, yeah, she got some I heard dope. she got the best lipstick, lip gloss around. Mm. Lip gloss is popping. Okay. But yeah, check out badpublicity.com. Tap in with her. She on Snap, Instagram, all those spots, bad publicity. And uh, pretty entertaining too, you know. If you if you on social media, um, some entertaining stuff going mm-hmm. down on Bad Publicity. Check him out. Shout yeah. out Bad Publicity, episode eight. This episode eight, damn, damn. Uh, episode eight. Today we got a very special guest with us. You see him, the red polo. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shining on him, Mr. Sam GSK, the man, not the myth. The man, not the myth. You know, uh, a man of many titles, mm. entrepreneur, investor, real estate guru. Mentor, one of our mentors. You know, we, we we talked about him quite a bit on the show. Um, a, a, a legend, yeah, a legend, a walking legend, man. And you know, we had to bring you on, man. So appreciate you coming through, Thank bro. You very much. Round Thank of applause. Round of applause. Man. It's crazy because you never introduce yourself or me, man. Like this guy just starts the show and he don't never tell the people who we are. Yeah, I mean, well, if you. We talk about this all the time. We always argue. But if you're watching, you should probably know. But you could have just came across us. But, you know, my, myself, Navelle Provo, um, one of the co-founders and entrepreneur of R&B Kitchen Smooth Meal Prep and wherever else I get my hands dirty in. But but that's me. I'm Cravel Beals. A lot of people call me Veli, CB Veli on social, Snap, and Instagram. reason why I say it is because, you know, every week I get a new follow. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. That's dope. Right? That's dope. So, like, every week Bro. after on Monday, like, I'll get, like, two new so follows or some shit like that, right? So I just like to keep them coming. Yeah, follow me up too, man. You know at I mean? Vel Smooth mm. on Instagram. I'm on Twitter these days too at ns underscore provo, and doing that up for show. Yeah, man. Definitely. So we here with my boy Sam. We want to get right to it. Um, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. Get to know you a bit, hear a bit about your story, uh, and and you know just really share with the the people who you are and what you do because I think you got a lot of a lot of value. Again, we made a lot of money from you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we uh, we'll have a meeting with Sam every once in a while. He'll bring a new idea like crypto or NFT, whatever the hell it is, and we'll go back and and buy some shit and we'll talk about. Yeah, I probably well. say like you know to my personal finance, Sam probably about eighty percent. Yeah, of my ups mm-hmm. has been inspired by Sam. If we put a dollar amount mm-hmm. on it, I'm willing to say overwards of five hundred. Yeah, I probably made about yeah. five hundred off when of I same say place. stocks, crypto, yeah. Shopify, and Tesla. That's my first ten X's. Mm-hmm. Those both came from Sh- Sam. Shopify, wow. Shopify, man. Bitcoin, crypto, early days when we done t- twenty and thirty X's. Mm. Sam, Hex, Sam, Solana, Ham, mm. Sam, Ham, Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam. 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 Yeah, yeah, The list yeah. goes on, man. But we're gonna get into all of that. It's just 
you know, we're excited to have Sam here. My first question, we want to, you know, tap into your youth days. So you're originally from Uganda. Yep. Were you born there? No, I'm born here, so I was a first-generation Canadian. Okay. Hey, that's what's right? up. So my dad, my mom and my dad, they came in 85. Okay. And I was born shortly after 86. Born shortly after that. You were born right? 88? So, yeah, I was born in 88, bro. I'm Sam older than you. Yeah, that's okay. my big homie, man. Big homie Sam. That's yeah. what's up. Me and P. Kane actually had that conversation a couple yeah. weeks ago. Mm. He was betting me down. at like, Sam is his. I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah. Sam older Sam's than us, older, bro. Dude. That's yeah. what's up, man. Yeah, so grew up in uh, St. Mary's residence. Okay. Loyola. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that for yeah. sure because you a you a smew guy like me. Yeah, you um, said you grew up in St. Mary's yeah. residence. So oh, like, baby, I, I, like, like when I was a baby, that's where I lived. Okay, oh, like shit. your parents. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're so smart. You, you grew up in the <laughs> university. <laughs> university. <laughs> he was born in the university. <laughs> so tell tell us a bit about that. So your parents came here in eighty. What you said? Eighty five. Eighty five, yeah. and your mom's going to school. Yes. Okay. So Dal didn't have coed housing. Okay. So my mom was going to SMU. My dad was going to Dal. Nice. Uh, doing his PhD, and my mom was doing her uh, bachelor in, I believe, secretarial arts is what they called it back in the day. Okay, okay. And then, uh, yeah, so we lived in St. Mary's, grew up in the hallways of Loyola. I remember, you know, seeing all the parties. Mm. On Friday, they'd have the football parties, right? Mm -hmm. So you could see the field from where we, we lived. And then when I turned, I think grade one. Okay. So grade one, we moved Moved out. So yeah. you were you were in the dorm. That's up until I never ever heard that before. Yeah. Ever any story? That's so from, gangster. That's <laughs> it. From from zero to five, lived in the dorm. Lived in the dorm. Damn. Played in the hallways. Smell. Seen all the kids and yeah. seen there, the parties. We were the only, there were there weren't kids. Oh, not so kids. It was a lot of it was, dudes. It was yeah. a lot of fucking going on. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, come on, you in the hallway, bro? I, I remember. Um, <laughs> I had a like one of those tricycles, mm -hmm. and the security took my tricycle, and they, <laughs> they put it in like a storage locker. Damn security, right? man! Yeah. And my mom, my mom came, yelled at them, got it back. Sick, right? So, so up, man. But yeah, I wonder I mean, how many other people. That's what I said. I never ever heard like, that grew story up, before. You know, like had babies and kids, and they they dorm in the dorm. That's yeah. that's, that's that's big. That's yeah. unique. So they met. They met in college. Or they met. Are they both from Uganda? Yeah, they met in Uganda. Okay. And Uganda, they, not Uganda, Uganda. Yeah. They met in Uganda, mm -hmm. uh, got married, and then uh, my dad, his co-worker, was actually from Halifax. Okay, okay. So when he decided to leave, uh, you, like it was pretty bad back then. Mm. So when he decided to leave and come back, uh, my dad was like, we should go with you. Mm. Okay, okay. All right? Makes sense. So. That's how we ended up Made in Halifax, jump. Nova Scotia. Wow, it's Nova Scotia, right? Crazy. I never knew that. St. Mary's Sam. St. Mary's yeah. Sam. Literally. You went to St. Mary's? You went yeah. to SMU? So they just brought it home full circle. They so did. They should have given you a discount, they, bro. And they should, they should. Uh, SMU, man. Holla at my boy Sam. That needs to be like a special or something. Yeah. Like a video. He grew up here. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot you can do with that. <laughs> yeah. And now look at him. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. So as a youth, you know, grade one and, and, and throughout your, your days, how were you as a kid, like in, in school and all that stuff? What kind of, what kind of kid were you? Top grades. That's part of, the, like, the African culture, though, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're not a doctor, you know, or a lawyer, like, that's what everyone, every parent wants their kids to mm -hmm. be. Now, I didn't end up being a doctor or a lawyer, but the I think it's just the pressure yep. of that. It's going to produce, you know, something good, right? So yeah. My sister just graduated, actually. She just finished uh, law school. Nice. Mm -hmm. year, right? So, so, so. But, yeah, um, I played a lot of sports. Yeah. So, parents tried to keep me busy. So, played basketball, played soccer, played baseball played competitive soccer like tier one mm -hmm. nice so i was in band um i just did everything mm. right mm -hmm. math camp science camp 
So you're going to stay out of trouble if you're mm -hmm. just always, so always doing something. And you learn, right? You always yeah. learn. Like, yeah. you know, you get a lot of experience. One thing that I always appreciate about you is like, I'll talk to you about something so like, specific like mm -hmm. you, you'll have like some knowledge about some stuff like where did this guy learn <laughs> this know that, that like fact. how do you know that you yeah, know what yeah. i mean how are you so tapped into like all these different things but well, it makes sense you played a lot of sports well you balanced. you were in math camp you're doing a lot of different yeah. shit you come from africa you grew up in the dorm so mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you had a lot there's a lot yeah. of curtains that i didn't get to peel back i didn't know that about had you, to man. adapt and, and yeah. you said it as well you know one of the things that i always know he's always learning something so right now i talked mm. to you maybe a week ago and you're taking a deep dive into NFTs, and we'll yeah. talk about that. But he's always taking a deep dive into something, and he does his research. Yeah. Right? When he goes into a research phase, it's a deep phase, and he comes out with information, and he attacks it. Um, so that that makes sense where that comes from. You know, we, we always like to hear about entrepreneurs in your family, and I believe your fam your parents are entrepreneurs. Well, they're in yeah. real estate. Yeah. Tell us a bit about, you know, them and their entrepreneurial journey and, and how that kind of, you think, influenced you at, at a young age. Big, big time because there was a lot of businesses our family had. Mm. So I remember, I think my brother must have been three and I was like seven. Okay. And we had just moved uh, into a home in Sackville. My parents just bought a house and they wanted to start a business doing selling t-shirts. Mm -hmm. So they drove to Boston and they went and got uh, a screen printer from Boston and we drove with the screen printer like all over our bodies, mm. right? Because it's in the back seat of the car. Okay. It's like s spread out to the front seat. Wow. So we had one of those four turnstile with the squeegee. Okay. Right? That was yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I would be at one station. My brother would be at one station. My dad and my mom would be at a station, right? So we'd be one person would squeegee. You move it. Then you dry the T-shirt. So that was one of the businesses. So the BEA would have a golf tournament every year. Yeah. They they do the t-shirts for that. We still have prints I think of all of the old designs. I think you would like them. Nice. And uh, you know, different schools, different charities, mm -hmm. that's what they would do. So we're just doing, you know, bulk t-shirts. Mm -hmm. I think it was like Fruit of the Loom okay. was popping okay. back then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so on my 10th birthday my sister was born. Mhm. Mm and uh, my parents were like we should have same the, you guys got the same birthday? We have the same oh, birthday. Shit, man. That's what's yeah. up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Same birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on my 10th birthday, birthday, my, my sister, sister was born. Yeah. I was thinking like when I was 10. <laughs> yeah. On my 10th birthday. birthday. You said that yeah. so nonchalantly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, okay. it's rare. Yeah. It's normal to me. Yeah. 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 Nice. So my parents were like, you know, we shouldn't have the fumes around a baby. Yeah. So they sold the business. Responsible right? parenting. Yeah. Responsible but parenting. me and my brother were like, what about us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but no. It was, it was <laughs> we, we were down here working <laughs> in the fumes. <laughs> we were working. I never even thought we were working in the like, All right, you got we were, No, it was good. Though. But they, they sold that business. They moved on to other things. So okay. just learning that. So, you know, you learn how to source a product. You, mm. learn how to you learn how to design. You learn how to use the dark room. We had a dark room to develop the own screens because... There was a screen printing company in Halifax that was charging too much. So mm -hmm. we bought the machine mm -hmm. so that we could, you know, just do our own prints. Mm -hmm. right. So you're learning all of these things, which like a lot of companies do. And business is what they, they start buying other companies mm -hmm. that they're spending too much money mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Right. So we were doing things like that and like really young, just always with my parents doing those things, you know, late nights. When you have a deadline, you got to print 500 shirts and mm -hmm. you don't have much time. It's like you're staying up all night doing that. Yeah. So I think I learned the, the work ethic from that. Did you get any days right. off from school? You still had to go to school. Still had to go to school. <laughs> so you have 3 a.m. So printing the shirts back up at <laughs> oh yeah, 8 a.m. No for day, class. No yeah. days off, right? And you got you to get 90s mm -hmm. minimum, right? Mm -hmm. So after they sold that business, 
I believe they went into importing. It was early though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. importing goods from China. Sick. And trying to sell them at the flea market. Sick. What kind of goods were they? What are you doing? Toronto Maple Leafs bumper stickers, mm. little you know, small hockey sticks, mm-hmm. things like that. But really, you couldn't. You're not going to sell a million dollars worth of stuff at a flea market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Sackful. Yeah. yeah. Right. So tough one. It's a you learn. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I have an eye for businesses. Like I can look at a business and say that business is going to do really well or that business is not going to do really well just f- by learning the market. You have mm-hmm. to know what your market is. You have to know how how much mm. uh, you know demand there is. Yeah. Mm. So I can see that. Like I remember in Halifax, they had about 10 frozen yogurt places. But I mean, Canada's mostly cold. Yeah, Who's going to yeah, exactly. be getting frozen yogurt in right, the winter? Right, stuff, in right. middle so of December. They're all gone now. So it's like one of those things that you, I have an eye for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Which helps in investing. 100%. Right? Paper route. Yep. Yeah, so like me and my when dad. You, I was gonna say, so yeah. when you say we, you mean like it was me and my dad. Okay, so how old were you then? Twelve. Okay, so I'm waking up early because you wake up at like four. Right, right, and we're delivering the papers. We're in Bedford. We deliver the papers for Bedford and Clayton Park. Sick, right? And that's just it's just hard work. Big mm-hmm. route. Right? Yeah, I, I did. I did a paper route right. as well with uh, my mom did it. Mom did it for a bit it, in yeah. Tara. Uh, yeah. but that shit is hard. Yeah. But you un- you you, you understand the value of working and money and all that at that age with that. Yeah. So it's all experience that yeah. adds up yeah. over time. I believe after that, then no businesses for a while, just like little side things mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, my parents got a lot into um, nonprofits, mm-hmm. so I started a nonprofit for um, you know Afro centric children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in that, learning how to do African drumming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Just little activities, mm-hmm. arts, crafts. We did that for a long time, and then eventually they got into into real estate. So when they sold the house in Sackville, the the price had probably doubled. Mm-hmm. That, that house you guys like bought, la- yeah. After you left the dorm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went yeah. right from the dorm into a house. In the house after, price doubled, right? Ten years, price doubled, and then it was like a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can make more money owning a house mm-hmm. than you can working. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you realize as well, it's not all this hard work we've been putting in, printing T-shirts yeah, and paper so routes. We just lived in this house. We owned it, and then we sold it. And it was more than all of the other businesses mm-hmm. co- combined. combined yeah, right? yeah. So I was like, okay. So then my parents bought uh, some rental properties. Mm-hmm. So now me and my brother were doing the labor. So uh, we would do demo, mm-hmm. right? Take all the floors out, mm-hmm. take all the kitchens out. Well, you still do love doing that stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. You always see that. That's, that's how yeah. I learned. Demoing stuff up. Yeah. That's how I learned. Doing demo, taking kitchens out, installing new kitchens. We did everything except for the electrical and plumbing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sick. And everything, there was no YouTube. So mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like thinking. <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> like looking like at trying. this like, okay, how do we pull this floor up? Yeah. Yeah. Calling, that's crazy. Ca- calling family, friends mm. that knew little things here yeah. and there and they'd come help out for a while, right? But uh, yeah, that's how we learned, you know real estate and then when i started working so now that i'm at the working age say at like 15 16 yeah my first job was at dairy queen okay in bedford mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice so i was at the dairy queen in bedford i used to clean the balls in the little playpen oh right? okay. okay like you gotta get yeah, 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 there yeah, yeah. you gotta collect them and they still and had the playpen yeah, back in the day spray them and everything and i did that for like three weeks. good to know they were cleaning them balls they were once yeah. a week okay once, once a week it's <laughs> not bad so you pull up friday it's yeah. not the best a lot of drool and stuff yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah. a lot of germs not, not covid corona, friendly yeah, not covid friendly yeah. no minimum wage is six dollars an hour Jeez. Jeez. Right? And what year is this oh two 
Oh, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all, wages, all you little homies that's working with us now, you getting thirteen, fourteen an hour, and it's minimum wage was six dollars an hour. Six dollars. Yeah. Six dollars an hour. Worked there for three weeks. The guy tells me, um, because you're not fully trained, I'm going to pay you four dollars an hour. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> that work? I, I was like. Go to my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's not legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? What part of the game is that? And I'm still playing soccer at yeah. the time. So I remember I'm I'm playing competitive soccer and we won provincials and we're going to the national competition in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So I, I booked the time off. And this is like one of the reasons why I became an entrepreneur on the side. So yeah. I booked the time off and he denies it. So I'm like <laughs> Okay, so you're just not gonna not let, me go. let me go. Right. So I I knew all the girls there. They're all from my high school. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, can you take my shift? Swap can my you shifts. take my shift? Right. All my shifts are are swapped. Right. He's like, you still can't. Oh, he was just on so some he, bullshit. He, he's yeah. Trying to be a dictator. Yeah. yeah. So I went. Yeah. I went to. The, uh, of course, I'm going to national. That's right? like, that's why you only work for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I went with my dad. Apparently, he was calling my mom. Okay. Like, Where is he at? He's not at his shifts. Right. And they're like. What do you mean? Like he's on? Yeah. Like he's on the Nova Scotia team. Yeah. He's going to go play. He's yeah. not coming he's not to a shift at Dairy go Queen work for Dairy Queen. <laughs> right. 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 So I learned, like you know, no matter how hard you work, mm. there's always going to be roadblocks, and then you have to adjust, right? So mm. I quit. I quit Dairy Queen, went next door, Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Tim Hortons was a different experience. It was actually a really good experience. Yeah. They throw you into the fire. You you apply, you're working like the next day. Mm. You might be the only person working. <laughs> right because there's this crazy turnover yeah, so you're yeah. learning how to deal with customers that are always they're not really in the in the best mood sometimes mm-hmm. you know, how they get their coffee yeah yeah mm-hmm. might yeah. have a migraine trying to get their coffee right yeah. right you gotta right. be nice no matter what one day i remember the whole staff got fired except for me because they're all you're not allowed to smoke Jeez, everyone's all day the smoking owner, the owner pulled up mm-hmm. saw them smoking fired them all Jeez. then he just went through the resumes started calling people to replace them right. while I was by myself. So I'm doing drive through yeah. and the counter at the same time. It's, yeah. it's impossible, right? Crazy. It's impossible. So a ton of experience. And you know, one of the things we, we talk about, especially from the entrepreneurial side, is you know, with, with our youth and, and you know, with, with Corvell's kids and you know, everyone that kinda comes around us, we want to expose them to as much as possible. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of like you said, your skill sets that you see today comes from all that exposure from the yep. different businesses mm-hmm. to the different work experience to the different sports, you know, all those experiences kind of create the foundation yep. for you to today to to take on anything and to thrive the way the way you do. So exactly. that's what's up. Kudos to your your so, parents for sure. So okay, boom, you're in high school, and it's a story that you shared with us once in a, in an investing class. You were reading the, new, the investments oh, in grade a, six. Okay, yeah. grade six. You're reading the newspaper investment, and your parents gave you some money. To do some investments, yeah. So Tell us about that. This is this this, this is the first time you started investing. That's probably what changed my mind in everything. Actually, probably everyone in that class. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that class. Mm-hmm. So I had a teacher named Mr. Longard. I was going to Millwood Elementary. Nice. Grade six teacher, Mr. Longard. He also played basketball, so he was like he'd play ball with us. Mm-hmm. And then like, cool, cool teacher. Yeah, cool. You have respect for him. Yeah. And uh, so one of the exercises he would do once a week is everyone in the class picked a stock. Mm-hmm. And then we had to just follow it. So with our imaginary money, follow it. And so I think I picked, I just picked like some stock that like went to zero basically. Mm. But this <laughs> other kid, this other kid, Pat, 
he picked a stock that did like 100x. Wow. You remember the stock? Yeah. Infosys. Okay. Infosys. It was an Indian tech company that did, um, they would like replace workers. Okay. And you were in grade six. They were doing arbitrage. This is grade six. And you remembered (laughs) the company. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's how that shit hit. And hit boom. And this man picked 100x stock in grade six. He didn't care though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just picked 100x stock, whatever. Oh, yeah. He's a hockey player. Yeah, he's a hockey player. He won. And I'm like, whoa. And my mom is working at the bank at the time. So I'm like, mom, I want to start investing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had I had money from chores and all those other different side things we were doing. So I had money. So 500 bucks. And uh, I put it into stocks. So back then, eBay's just popped off. Yep. And I'm using eBay. Mm-hmm. And then to pay, you use PayPal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, eBay, PayPal. When I'm playing video games, EA Sports. Mm electronic arts mm-hmm. these are easy picks like even and t- this is still in, around today yeah, in grade yeah. six grade six yeah and right? so, so we're looking at to go there, 29 you know, years later people i ask people always ask me what stocks do i invest and i say invest in the things you use yeah. yeah right and at grade six you're you're looking at the things you use ebay ea sports yeah what was the third one you said paypal, PayPal and you went and bought those stocks right and it was your boy elon musk mm-hmm. running paypal mm-hmm. now he's running tesla mm-hmm. right so didn't know didn't know back then yeah but i just knew this is what i use this is what i'll i'll do right so that's grade six you had to call it in so you'd call the bank it's 45 dollars a trade wow Jesus they gave you two free trades a year so i would the reason why i'm really good at research is because i wasn't going to pay any fees Mm. Mm. you had to you had to hit those two trades yeah one is buy one is sell that's all you got. Oh, that's great. <laughs> right? So you got a new you, world. You got to pick the one best stock in the whole world for you that you can afford. Yeah. That's, you know, if it's a thousand dollars, but you only got five hundred bucks, you can't buy that stock. Right. So you're you're trying to find a thirty dollar stock that you can spend five hundred dollars on, mm-hmm. and you got one trade to buy, one trade to sell. So we'd be on the equivalent of Wall Street bets or Reddit back then was called uh, Yahoo, Yahoo Chat or Yahoo yeah, yeah. Forums. Yeah. Right. And so that's what we would go on Yahoo forums. You're just reading all these rumors from people talking from all over the world. That's how I pick stocks. I thought I was a genius, though, back then. But Mm. it was actually the tech bubble. Mm. Right. So the dot com bubble. So everything I'm picking is going to the, you know, it's going to the moon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then one day my mom's like, uh, no, you got to sell everything. Mm -hmm. Like This is not, you know, just sell it because she's very she knows when to take profit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So my mom's like, no, you need to sell. So I was I was angry because it was like a joint account. Like yeah, yeah. Parent, right? <laughs> you, you weren't 18 yet. You, you uh, couldn't make your yeah, own decisions. So I, I was like, you know, what if it goes to a you know, million dollars or mm-hmm. something like that, right? So I think it was like 500 bucks turned into like 30,000. Jesus Christ. From grade six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from grade six to like age 17, 18. Yep. Damn. So. Crazy. Yeah, 500. I was. 30,000. Never, grade, never deposited from again. grade six, right. which in grade six you're about twelve, yeah, twelve to you're eighteen. You made from a five hundred dollar investment to thirty thousand dollars, and that's how the investment, that's how Sam GSK, the investment guru, came to life. Okay, I, I'm thinking I'm a genius. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm like, this is what I'm gonna be doing yeah. right, for the rest of my life. Well, Just, I, I would, I would, right? I would think so too. So a year later. The, the market crashes. Mm. Like people lose their shirts. Amazon went from $96 to $6. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like negative 95%. I didn't lose anything though because my mom had 
Yeah, mom, mom pulled so the trigger. Shout out to mom, man. Yeah, mom so. knows best. <laughs> Even in investment. So then I was like, I was like, oh man, like I yeah. guess I was just lucky, right? Right, you know, right, right. It was right. just good timing, mm-hmm. humbling, like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, right? But I never. So it's, you can actually see the pain of everyone around you, mm. but not feel it, mm. which was, you know, tough, exactly. a tough place to be. But oh well. So I think if I would have felt it, I wouldn't have never invested again. Right, mm-hmm. or at mm-hmm. least you know, not never invested for like ten years or something. Yeah, like that, right? that's why you always tell us take take profit, take yeah. take something off top. You know what I mean? This is philosophy. Just pull your pull your um, you know, pull your investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I always say that, even if it's too early. Yeah, I'll always say that. Pull that. Right? So you had the so, thirty. Yeah, and I think from there, then you go into real estate. Goes into real estate. And that's so eighteen. Yeah, so our family business, real estate, we do everything. So we, our family, we do everything together, mm-hmm. right? Now we're in real estate, buying houses in Sackville. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, five bedroom houses. Usually there's two entrances, so you can split it into two units, mm-hmm. rent the top out, rent the bottom out. The bottom person's going to pay for the whole mortgage. The top person is all profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, over time, you refinance it, buy another one. So we're doing this, and uh, then it goes into multifamily. Mm-hmm. So buying an apartment in Truro. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So you're, just, you're buying something that looks terrible. I, I remember one of the places that smelled like like dead bodies or mm-hmm. something like that. Like it smelled so bad. But that's when you know you're going to make money mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nobody wants those properties. Wants those nobody, everyone wants to see granite countertops and, and marble floors right off the bat. They don't want to see musty carpets and, mm-hmm. and crazy walls. Mm-hmm. So that that's still to this day is what yeah. I do, right? I always buy something that nobody wants. Right. Right. Then I turn into something that everybody wants. Sick. And that's where all the money's at in the middle. That's where you make the profit, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so I joined the military, Mm -hmm. right? So I joined the military in the reserves at age 17. So now my time is a little bit limited because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain periods of time where I'm going to be gone for the whole summer, for example, for training. Mm -hmm. So my parents' philosophy, they had a very hands-on business. So when I started investing, like, in real estate, I was like, I need to have the opposite. I need to have a very hands-off business. Yeah. So buy the property, fix it up, give it to a property manager or have them manage it depending on where it was. Now, when they were buying, prices had probably quadrupled from when they were buying to the time that I had the money to buy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm looking at prices. I'm like, you were buying these houses for 70000 Yeah. And now they're two seventy. Mm-hmm. So I can't buy 10 houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Different game. So um, the states has crashed. This is like 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2011, 2012. So the states had crashed 80%. Mm-hmm. So me and a friend were like, why don't we go and look at houses in Florida yeah. or or California or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we start looking at houses in Florida. They're $2,000 at the time. $2,000 for $2,000, you could buy a condo. Mm-hmm. The problem with condos is if the condo development goes bankrupt and there's like five guys that got money, mm-hmm. They're going to try and sue those five guys and okay. try to get the money to like fix up everyone else's condo. Mm-hmm. So we didn't buy any condos in Florida, and also in Florida they have hurricanes, so the the insurance is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like your insurance is like five thousand dollars a year, so that's five months rent. Mm-hmm. It's just insurance. It sure is. Then you you know then you have maintenance. That's two months. So mm-hmm. the, the numbers didn't make sense. Now in Atlanta, when I find Atlanta, Georgia, houses are a little bit more. They're about forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But here people are buying an F one fifty. Right, yeah, for 40,000, 40, easy more, right? And this is in 2008, oh, 2009, nine, right after the crash. Like, so the crash is in eight, nine, mm-hmm. but um, 
I started buying in 2011, 2012. Okay. Yeah, okay. I remember you, like, we, we would be talking all the time. You'd be like, yo. Yeah. Send me prices, be like nine grand. Like, what is this guy saying? <laughs> what is this like a, a rental or some mm, shit? Like, yeah, yeah. crazy prices. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, I go, I go to my parents. I'm like, we've been doing real estate. Mm-hmm. I didn't have money for yep. that because like I was, I was traveling a lot. Mm. I was, I was living the life. Right? Me, me a young boy. Yeah. Exactly. DJ GSK. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll ask you about that. As well. Right. DJing, yeah. traveling, mm. n- nice hotels. Right. Mm. Living the life. So I didn't have savings. And I was like, you know, mom, dad, like, this is exactly what we've been doing. Houses are way cheaper in the mm-hmm. States, right? Mm-hmm. But they were like, no, no, no. You got to have a house that you, you got to be able to touch it. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to pull up, see mm-hmm. what they're doing, see what's mm-hmm. happening. Right. And I was like, but I can't because they're too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have that. Like a lot of people are like now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I found an investor. The house was $40,000, $42,000. An investor gave me forty seven. And then when I brought it across the border to the states, the Canadian dollar was actually higher at the time, mm. so made maybe three or four thousand. Bought the house cash, fixed it up on like credit card and like mm. you know whatever, mm-hmm. and then sold it for I think one hundred and thirty thousand in about eight months. So you know, right? you know, I I kind of know a little bit more, but you ain't just fix it up and sell it. You would, you know, fix the house up, get it rented. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you would sell it to other investors. Yeah, so that actually happened by mistake. So I was watching Flip This House, and I would watch every single episode. I had a notepad, and I would just see what they were renovating things for. So it would right. show front yard, $900. I'd write that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, electricity, $2,800. I'd write that down. So yeah. now I knew what the price of everything was in the States because it's completely right. different than the prices in, in Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. I write down all these things, and then what happens is renovate the house. Right there's insurance on the house what happens is while we're waiting for it to sell someone breaks in yeah takes yeah. everything i remember you used to tell me that right? shit all the time and they said how to end up yeah. used to have a Ger- german shepherds and shit yeah like the dogs so there was a guy who yeah, started yeah. a business just to put dogs in these houses, in houses. Like big dogs yeah. yeah and alarms so what happened was we had a really good real estate agent uh kalia lang so she's still in atlanta so anyone mm-hmm. in atl show to kalia no one really cared about atlanta at that time mm-hmm. new york is still the place to be yeah mm-hmm. right new york is still the place to be philly and uh atlanta now is like the place for everyone yeah, everyone's leaving atlanta, atlanta. Yeah. Or leaving new york to come all to the atlanta, rappers live right? in atlanta yeah and, atlanta's uh, a destination yeah, yeah like back then it's it's just like jeezy mm-hmm. and ti so right? you know crazy to think like you know you're in canada you're however old but you're owning houses in Atlanta. You still own houses in the States today. I, I sold them all. You sold them all? Yeah. Okay. But at that time, yeah. you know, what What was that like? What was that challenge like? What was it like, you know, contact? And you weren't, like you said, you weren't living there. Yeah. You didn't so, touch it, but you had a lot of people on the grounds there helping you, you and, and connecting team, yeah. there, right? So you had to build a team. So I think, like, when I was talking about all the hard work and mm-hmm. things like that, I just never give up. So it was really hard to buy a house. So to get the first investor, I think we did the pitch – 30 times mm. and it, it would be someone they got the money they're like good idea i don't know maybe later mm. right good idea uh, i'm not sure 30th guy was like don't even say anything else mm-hmm. we're good to go cut yeah. the, cut the check right now let's go right right so if you gave up on number three you gave up on number seven you gave up on number 12 you're never getting this house right right because there, you can't get a mortgage in the states because what happened was in the crash all the canadians that owned real estate they just said well psh, i'm out i'm not paying Mm-hmm. And you can't do nothing because I'm in Canada. You can't sue me across the border. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, the American banks hated uh, Canadians for that. 
Yeah. Right. So when I went, they were like, we don't do mortgages to, to Canadians. To Canadians. So you had to find an American. No, you, you, you had, had to, to pay find cash. cash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah had yeah. to pay cash. Yeah, yeah. So bought five houses cash. Five houses cash. And, you know, again, to, for, for our listeners to think, you know, a lot of time people think, well, I need $100,000 to start. Mm. You had $2,000. Your parents weren't giving you the money. Yeah. You couldn't afford houses in Canada. So you went to the States. You still couldn't afford the houses in the States. You found investors that could afford it. You pitched it 30 times to them. The 30th guy said, yeah. You went forward and were yeah. able to purchase these properties. And the pitch was? Other people's you, money. You got the money. I got the knowledge. Sure. I'm going to do all the work, and then we're going to split the profits. Sure. That's the game. Right? So we do that, flip the first house, boom. He's like, let's do it again. Mm. And then uh, in, in Atlanta or in the States, when you, do, when you do an offer, you have to show proof of funds. Mm-hmm. So the person that offered had a $50 million line of credit. It ends up he was like a hedge fund. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of their small companies. Yeah, yeah. So we had this $50 million line of credit to buy as many houses as possible, mm-hmm. Blackstone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, yeah, we can just yeah. do this as much as we want. Mm. Tell them that we got more. Right. Right? So anytime we would we'd just buy the house, call them, he'd buy it. Mm. Buy the house, call them, he'd buy it. Mm. By number five, they're like, well, we should just cut them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should buy the house and renovate it. So it got harder to buy houses in Atlanta, right? Because now all of these banks, all of these hedge funds, and it was actually Warren Buffett went on TV. He went on CNBC and he said, if I had a way, I would scoop up as many single family homes as I, as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point I knew it was over. It was yeah. Like the heyday was over. Yeah. So was just, to, just to bring people mm-hmm. in too, because like, you know, I remember like the conversations you were, you were doing this shit like. When it when when it wasn't even sexy, like you yeah. know what I mean. Like I remember, like you were in Atlanta, like buying shit up. When it was like everyone was out of Atlanta, like so you know, not to say you beaten Buffett, but like at the time you were ahead I of Buffett. I knew I was two years ahead of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right. right? Like you were ahead of hedge funds and all that shit. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a that's a reoccurring theme with a lot of stuff, and we'll we'll touch on some more as well that you do from. Crypto, you know, crypto, 2016, 15, maybe even before, yeah. um, before the glamour. Uh, you know, real estate and those specific deals. And I, again, I think it's a testament to your research and to your exploring where, okay, shit, here's an opportunity here. Yeah. This doesn't look sexy. Dirty houses, single house, single, yeah. single family houses, whatever, before the wave. So, so getting so to the called, wave before yeah, what it happens. What it's called is uh, emerging market mm. theory. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Dave Lindell is a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, he wrote five or six books. And one of them is like, how to make money in emerging markets. So when I talk about I have an eye for a business that I know if it's going to stay, it's the same thing as an emerging market. But mm-hmm. the emerging markets, you can actually do this off data. Mm-hmm. So you can find the data of uh, population growth. Yeah. You can find the data of like every city has a 30-year plan, mm-hmm. and you can go to the city and say, what's your 30-year plan? Where are you putting the highways? Somewhere like Toronto, where are you putting the subways? Mm-hmm. Right? And then you can buy there. So... Atlanta, the reason why Atlanta at that point, Atlanta was growing, I think, 30 percent in jobs and they're growing 10 percent or more in people every day. Every day, 2000 people were moving to Atlanta because the taxes were too high in California. The taxes were too high in New York. Housing was too much. So I'm like, you know, when I'm pitching to some people, they're saying, well, Atlanta's not that big. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Toronto does, uh, you know, two point four billion a year in like GDP and Atlanta does six. 
Right. So how come you will invest in Toronto, but you won't invest won't in Atlanta? Invest in yeah. Why will you buy an $800,000 condo there, but you won't buy a $40,000, 3,000 square foot house? Mm. Yeah. Right? So it's just... It's just like a, you got to change the way you're thinking. But for me, I had to go where where the I had to go where the money was and where the deals were. Mm. And then so uh, Atlanta drives up. We we sell five buy and sell five houses. We rent them out because we didn't want to get robbed. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So we put the renters in, and then we're selling them to the same guys because we're saying, well, it's rented, and now you can make when you take the price. Say when we bought it, we're making twenty five percent on our money. Yeah. Because we paid really low. Yeah. When you jack the price up, the next guy that buys it may, might make 6% on his money. Right. 6% is amazing mm-hmm. when there's no downside risk. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even their money. Right. They're they're getting a mortgage. Yeah. Right? They're putting 5 20% down. Mm-hmm. So really, there's no downside risk for them. So they're making 6%, but their cash on cash return with leverage might be 12%. Right. Which beats the market. Mm-hmm. The market's doing about 8% per year on average over the last 100 years. So that's all we did. Buy low, buy low, sell high. Yeah. Right. So, Simplify. Yeah. That's and you clean it all up for somebody that's looking for the sexy house with the renter and the investment property and all that shit. And then you turn around, sell to them, eliminate the downside risk. They go get the bank's money and do it. But exactly. you, you, you could see that before other people see that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. so then I find another market. So the last market in the States is Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. I remember you talking Alabama right. and that was like right around uh, Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trump it was time. before it was before he got elected. So yeah. two years before he got elected. So Huntsville, Alabama is a 200,000 person town, which I kind of related to because this is like a 400,000 yeah. person mm-hmm. city. Right. Mm-hmm. So 200,000 person town. However, one of the reasons why Halifax is always so strong is because we have a university town, but yeah. we also have the military and we have uh, hospitals. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So there's never going to be like a downturn in Halifax because those people will always be making money and be always be spending. Yeah. Right. Where if a place like, uh, you know, Sydney Mines, when the mine shut down, it just destroyed, destroyed the, the whole economy. Yeah. So Huntsville, Alabama is called uh, the Rocket City because they make rockets like they make the actual rockets for nasa okay uh tesla boeing has their headquarters there that's where they make the the planes planes. so a lot of those guys they're in this small town two hundred thousand they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. but houses are sixty five thousand crazy so they can afford these houses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the problem at the market at the time is banks don't fund anything under a hundred thousand dollars so i come in i buy a house for sixty five I fix mm. it up. I just you make the value where the market exists. Price it at one thirty. Yeah, someone offers one twenty like within a week. Yeah, the only thing I cared about was population growth and job growth, and it was a high income city. Right. What happened was when Trump got elected, I had just sold my house, and he landed in Alabama, and he was like, "This is the rocket city, and I'm going to bring jobs back." Right. Because they were losing jobs to China. Okay. So he brought a plant back, uh, which was Toyota and Mazda. It was like a $3 billion plant that they put in Alabama. Mm-hmm. My house that was for sale skyrocketed $50,000 overnight. Yeah. Wow. Because they were like, other, like hedge funds were like, if Toyota's going to be there, mm-hmm. we're going to put houses right by Toyota. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. actually like, it wasn't luck because the same way Warren Buffett came. And said, I need to buy single family homes was the same way Trump came to Alabama and mm-hmm. said, right. I need to bring the jobs back. Mm-hmm. They're just following the data. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. He has some guy 
feeding him this data. And that's the that's the key piece, the, yeah. the data. One of the things I was gonna say, yeah. men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie, and you're a numbers guy. And then the you know people might be watching, man, how does he know this stuff? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. How does he? He's too smart for. for yeah, my I'm, not, I'm not just throwing a rock and picking exactly. cities. Exactly. You, you, you go look. You, so you probably looked at every city. Yeah, right. I did. And I you did. you looked at the numbers, <laughs> <laughs> and he he really did. And he took hours to look at all those cities, and you know he checked the numbers. Frig. These numbers are staggering. Yeah. yeah, here's here's what's happening. Here's the 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 GDP. Here's how much people are making a year. Here are the housing prices. There's opportunity. There's a gap. Yeah, here's where I can come in everywhere else. It didn't make as much sense, but you know you've seen that data before. Trump's guys seen the data, and you placed yourself there to to win. Yeah, and you know and the, see the profit. Whole, yeah, the whole thing about emerging market theory. You buy in the market, and mm-hmm. CNN pumps your bag. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's it. Just question, you know, public information. I follow you on Twitter. You tweeted that I think your assets cross two point three million dollars. So you're a millionaire. We we sitting here yeah. looking at a millionaire. <laughs> what Banked was up it? shorty? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What was the what was the deal that got you across that that million dollar mark? Do you remember? It was just the real estate going up mm. and crypto going up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So buying and holding properties mm-hmm. and then having those properties appreciate over time. You know, if you buy a property for two hundred thousand, you hold it for three, four, five, six years, it might go up six percent a year. Mm-hmm. But in the pandemic, houses were going up a hundred percent. You couldn't predict that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So one day it's like, oh, everything's up. Everything's yeah. like up, everything's up crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. So now it's trying to protect what you have. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about and protection, right, protection. trying and to that, protect that what you have. Growth. So asset protection tax mm. like how to mitigate your taxes mm-hmm. how do you cash out paying the least amount of taxes mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. or do you keep it and hold it so that's that's the you know the game now so now in crypto what i'm doing in crypto right now is all cash flow based mm-hmm. i mostly buy crypto because there's a cash flow attached to it you do what you have to do yeah so you do what you want to do mm. later on Say that one more time. Make them understand that shit, man. Say it again, man. (laughs) So you do what you have to do. Yeah. So later on, you can do what you want to do. Straight. So you got to do what you got to do. So then you can do what what you want to do. And and we we talk a lot about that and about that sacrifice. And and I'm going to touch on a key piece there. Um, But just, again, to put in perspective. So, you know, we go back to 2011, 10 years ago, $2,000 in your account. 2021, 10 years later over $2.2 million in assets, right? And this is how it was built. Other people's property, grinding, doing what I have to do so I can do what I want to do. Uh, and in a big part of that as well, you know, that, that sacrifice piece, but I, I see, I know you, you drive, what you're driving these days, uh, maybe Camry. a Honda? Camry. Exactly. What year? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, nine Toyota Camry. Love right? it. Love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's, what's your philosophy there? You know, when we think of millionaires and we think, you know, especially in a black community, shit, we got to, guys get $10,000, they buying a watch. And, you know, we need Benzes. And mm-hmm. you probably, I'd probably have a Lambo if I was you, right? My now. first car was Infiniti G20T. Okay. You you seen that car, the yeah. silver one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right? I, I guess I can say it now, but I beat every car on the highway mm. with my car. Yeah. Flying like, around the road. I was flying. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I, I think I got out of my system early. Got oh, early. Yeah. 19. 
like I said, that's the re- the reason why I had two thousand dollars in my account was because I was fixing the brakes. The brakes were four thousand dollars to yeah. fix. Yeah. The shocks were six thousand dollars to yeah. fix. Every time I went to an inspection, mm-hmm. they'd be like four th- four grand, six grand. Yeah. yeah. Money just blown. Yeah. Don't right? make sense. So it's like, oh, do I want to buy a Range Rover? Well, no, because yeah. I have friends with Range Rovers. Mm-hmm. They just spend all their time in the garage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we brought you on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, like. Like Navelle said earlier, you you know you act as a mentor to us. You know we 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 make a lot of money whenever we we do shit with you. Whenever we talk to you, yep. and I, I pump you like anybody that follow me on Snapchat. Like I'm always pumping you. Like you know like I ain't really that smart. Like mm-hmm. I just befriend smart people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we go way back, so it ain't like no fake stuff. Like I've been what since fifteen, sixteen. I always, if we ain't talking a while, I'll catch up with you. And sometimes intentionally, you know, because like I'll be like, you know what, man, I gotta stay connected to Sam because. Sam is, is, is basically going to lead me to the promised land. You know what I mean? Like, I, every time I rock with you, I always find some new bread. Because here this guy is from Nova Scotia, you know, originally from an Africa family. But you're you from yeah. here. Like, yeah, you know, you rap Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. And, um, Pierre Scotia. you know, you, 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 you're, in and among, you're accessible. You're in and amongst the community, black Nova Scotia community. But you got a wealth of knowledge. And, and not only that, you, you got some shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so like... I think it's important for people to understand, like, you know, there's people like you that are here that they can touch, that they can access, they can have a conversation with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I found really cool is, is we would talk about before you would tell me how, like, man, like, so many people hit me up and ask me questions, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, <laughs> but they never do the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You said, like, once, like, right? you know, yeah. people hit you up, you say, do this, go open a, a Quest Trade account. Yeah. And 10 of them don't do it. One of them does do. It, I would say, right? yeah. If you, if I gave the same advice to thirty people, mm-hmm. maybe two would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so what that comes to. So one of the things that I, I didn't mention actually is when I started real estate and we did the first deal, when we sold the house for one thirty, the bank uh, valued it at ninety thousand, mm. and they told us to drop the price and. I started reaching out to other real estate investors. Mm-hmm. I actually reached reached out to fortune builders. The, the the people on the TV show flip this house. I emailed them like every week. Yeah. And one day I was at Boston Pizza. It was uh, Fishbowl Fridays, mm. and they called, right? And they were like, "Hey, do you want to join our coaching program?" Mm-hmm. And the coaching program was thirty thousand dollars. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Didn't have it. So what did we do? We went to the bank. We got a line of credit. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollar line of credit. Bought the coaching program, mm-hmm. platinum. Didn't even know there was lower lower levels. <laughs> yeah, he just told us platinum. Thirty thousand. Right. Yeah. There was actually a this, nine, these guys are a, hungry. They'll they'll buy. There was a nine thousand dollar one that we could have bought. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we went went to the bank, got a line of credit, bought it, went in, started looking at how to change the appraisal price. Mm. Right. There's a guy. His name's Pat Precourt. He's done like, I think it was three hundred short sales at the time, which mm-hmm. is when you it's like when someone's going through bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm like, Coach Pat, how do you do this? How do you do that? And he's like, well, these appraisers don't know what they're talking about, so what you have to do is influence them by showing them what you, what kind of work you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show them what you did to the floors. Show mm-hmm. them what you did. And then they upped the appraisal. So we made Something the money. like that. We made the 30000 back. made it there. And I would never think about that. Like, yeah, you got to walk them through it. Here's what I did. Yeah. Here's how much it cost. Yeah. Here's this. Here's that. That alone could, could boost you. And it came from that. Seeking out that knowledge. So now, now we have the knowledge. Yeah. Fortune Builders... The program, the platinum program that we bought, is unlimited. I can fly down there and get free training. Sick. I can fly down there, take my employee, and get free training. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was actually an invaluable 
amount, but you have to be willing to invest in yourself yeah. to do that. Most people wouldn't do that. No. Right. For someone, and people wouldn't spend a hundred bucks on a book. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking $30,000 on training yeah. and you didn't have the money and you had to get a line of credit to, to, to buy that. Yeah. Right? So then we, we flipped, when we flip in the houses, the, it was paid for the first house. It was paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no. you got to invest in yourself. And that's huge. And I think, you know, to the tap back to Corvell's point, it's like, you know, a guy like you exists. And, and whenever we got an idea, you're one of the first guys we come to to sit down and, mm -hmm. and chop it up in here. And, and when you tell us something, we act on it. And, again, I go down a list of 10 X's that, you know, from you just saying buy this, we bought it, and it won. And, you know, I, I see. Remember when Shopify, they said it was a scam? They said Shopify. And this was early days Shopify mm -hmm. when it was like, oh, no, sweat. I don't do that. Yeah, Novell was sweating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Yo, you I was see like, what they said? What's, what's happening with this?" Sam like, said, "No, this it was it was it called FUD. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Keep yeah. going. Hold on." I said, "Buy more." And buy yeah, right. literally, and I did. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> to forgive you reference, I might have put but five hundred bucks in the Shopify then, and now it's worth about six or seven grand mm. right from that time. Mm. And you know, you're a guy that super open. You got you know Sam GSK. You can check him out YouTube, all that. And one of the guys, young homies, Duffy. Yeah, Duffy said he'd been uh, hollering at you a lot. That yeah, I talked to him a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. And yeah, I think that that's kind of the point. Like you know, exposing people to you. Not you know, hopefully people don't just start hollering you down when they see. Hey, Sam, can I get twenty dollars? <laughs> right? Yeah, don't do that. Right? Yeah. He's probably not going to give it to you because yeah. that's just not who he is. But he will give you you know some information, and he'll I'll give send you, you the Coinbase. Yeah, and you can make sixty dollars. Exactly. More. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Right? Like here, you want money? Okay, well here, just do some work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the part. Like it's just really exposing people. Here, this guy is you know he's a black millionaire, a young black millionaire in Black Nova Scotia. So. Right. You know, th this is not fake. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this ain't fake. Like, a lot of my successes have been because of this man right here. A lot mm -hmm. of your successes have become because of this man right here. And, and you know, he's accessible. He exists. You yeah. don't got to go, you know, across the country and, and, and down to the states and find mm -hmm. all these, you know, and no offense, but, like, Sam's a pretty chill kind of guy. Like, you Super probably watch this, this this episode, and sometimes you kind of fall asleep. But, <laughs> but. You know, at the end of the day, Sam, he's never changing. Yep. You, you never changed since I've been I've been knowing you. And, you know, you're always willing to give that information. You follow him on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Like, the man is just pumping shit it's out pumping there info. all the time, right? So, you know, it's really important, too, to have access to people that are going to keep you. But it's not it's not for games. Yeah. You no, know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it's here. And like if, you said, it's the part where, okay, sure, you want to – you want to give info to people that are going to act on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right now, you don't got to take every word as, as gold, but, you know, you got to be acting on something because 95% of the time he done some super deep due diligence to, to tell you this. Yeah, if, I, if I'm saying something in public, <laughs> I'm saying, that's guaranteed. I've, I've, in I've mind. dug in it. Like, <laughs> because I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to ru ruin my record. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Straight, yeah. straight. Yeah. And I have things that I keep private that I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? But the ones if that it's you public, it's, it's you like. You, it's guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get a couple quick <laughs> a couple quick rapid fires. Stock market. What are some companies you believe in? What are some what are your hot stocks right now? So the stock market is is in a rough place right now mm -hmm. because it's at all time highs. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna go through a dip. So you have to go from momentum investing where you just buy something that's hot and it gets hotter mm -hmm. to value investing. Mm -hmm. which is the same as what I'm talking about with the real estate. Yeah. So you actually have to buy stocks that might go down, mm -hmm. but you keep buying them over, over, and over, and over again. Mm -hmm. Okay, next rapid fire we got 
crypto. What's, what do you think about the crypto spaces? What are the coins you believe in right now? The ones on my on my Facebook mm. or, my, or my IG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solana. He- Solana. Hex. Hex and Helium. Helium is a decentralized network. So mm-hmm. cell, cell phones, you're going to be able to own a piece of a cell phone company. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to own a piece of a Wi-Fi company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been mining Helium since February, right? So Helium's a solid company and Dish Network mm-hmm. two days ago just announced that they are going to launch uh, like 2 million Helium hotspots really? and make a cell phone service in America. So mm-hmm. imagine Verizon being competed with, with Helium. Helium. So, that, so I think it's going to go up. The reason why Solana's doing so well, the management. So mm-hmm. uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is an amazing uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. But uh, Solana is scaling. Mm. At a so rapid rate. you can send right now on Ethereum, which is the most popular blockchain other than Bitcoin, if I was to send you $10 in Ethereum, it might cost me $20 right. in gas fees. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't cost Big that. Big problem. If I send you $20 on the Solana network, it costs 0.00004 yeah. of a cent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually people are going to realize the same way that I wasn't trying to make the $45 stock trade mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Right. And I had to use the two free trades. Mm-hmm. People are going to leave Ethereum and go to Solana. Solana. Right. Every NFT I have is on Solana. And that's a big reason why I believe in Solana. Apart from what you, as well as NFTs, it's through the roof. And and a lot of good projects are going on a Solana network. And right now, like you said, for Ethereum, you buy NFT on Ethereum, 400 bucks. You buy it on Solana, less than a penny. Yeah. Right? So long Solana. High-speed blockchain, amazing team. Mm -hmm. I mean, their blockchain did fail. Yeah. That was concerning yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. sold. Mm-hmm. It went from two hundred dollars to like one, one hundred twenty. Yeah, never sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bought more. It's back up to two hundred. Yeah, sure is. Right, so, high the other day. Yeah, so that that is concerning. That yeah, it just failed. Yeah. That's yeah. very concerning. Right. I mean, if you, you know, <laughs> what 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 failure? How do you really true grow? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't go through some shit. I think you got to go through some shit to get to it. You yeah. know what I mean? So right. I think. But no one lost their money. Yeah, that was a big thing. I remember like, you know, yeah, they, the network was shut down for 12 hours. Just, All right, cool. But like when, you, just when it, it came back on, back on. <laughs> the money was still there. Facebook yeah. was down for yeah, six true. hours. True. Bell, Twitter, Link, all of them. Things go um, down. Rogers, <laughs> shit go down. You know, sometimes you wake up. People, I, I know people that have been like called Rogers like the days when them phones go down. Yeah. Like oh, I want my four dollars and ninety nine cents back. <laughs> like you just sat online for like two hours for four dollars, yeah, man. Crazy. For one day of downtime. Yeah. Right. So you know. Yeah. So up. yeah, Solana and then Hex. And then so Hex. the reason why I like Hex is just it's a decentralized uh, way to earn interest. Mm. And quickly, if you can give us a quick synopsis of DeFi, DeFi and staking, staking. Mm-hmm. So back in the day when. Say, let's kind of talk about like 60s, 70s, 80s. Back in the day, the way that most people made money was they would they would work, yeah. They would save. They would invest in treasury bills, for example, which mm-hmm. is like or government bonds. Mm-hmm. These government bonds would pay you 15% interest. Yeah. Compound interest is amazing thing. So if you're getting 15% interest over you know 30 years on your money, you're gonna have a lot of money when you you go to retire. Now, when you put your money in the bank, you make 0.05. Mm. percent the bank takes all of the money and they pay it to themselves Mm -hmm. in dividends stock buybacks um, salaries 
you have CEOs of banks making $100 million a year instead of making $5 million a year and giving the money to the people. Mm. And that's acceptable. Mm -hmm. But uh, in my opinion, that's not acceptable, right? So I want to go and I want to take my money and I want to put it where I can earn yield. Mm -hmm. So what DeFi did was they found a way to cut the middleman out. So by cutting the middleman out and replacing it with a computer code, you get rid of, now, any city you've ever been to, what are the tallest towers in the city? The banks, the banks and we, insurance we, companies. We said that choice yeah. on this, this <laughs> part, and that yeah. comes so from you. Yeah. They got 60, yeah. 60 stories of, of employees mm-hmm. yeah. paying 80000 plus a year just to account for your money, but yeah. you could click, you could just click and have it automatically <laughs> exactly. do that, yeah. get rid of all That's these crazy. employees. Yeah. So, it, so by cutting out the middleman, you, you create that profit for yourself. You talk about Africa a lot. You're from Africa. Yeah. I, I've I've been paying attention to Africa. And I actually heard a podcast today about Nigeria. Um, so quick, a couple mm-hmm. quick facts. Huge tech. It's actually like 200 million people. Yeah. In Nigeria, yeah. seventh. Well, well, it's the seventh most populated country in the world. The richest black person in the world is in Africa, and the market is emerging huge. What's happening in Africa? Where are the opportunities in Africa? What does that look like? So Africa has over a billion people, mm. right? There's 54 countries. Mm-hmm. In each region, you have different things. So for example, Nigeria is very rich mm. because they have one of their resources is oil and it was very easy to extract. Yeah. And they have stability, right? They have a lot of people. So I think in any, any city you ever go to, you're always going to meet, you know, a Nigerian person. Mm-hmm. There, <laughs> right? You do. And they, they, they're engineers, they're accountants, they're doctors, a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, they value education, very proud. And so the, the cool thing about Africa is everywhere you go, there's different traits. So Uganda, for example, um, there's it's like 80% of their revenue comes from farming. Okay. Um, so the, your food source is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to have a food shortage soon because of supply chain yep. issues, right? Now it might not affect Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. but it's going to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then you go to South Africa. South Africa is a little bit different because it was run by you know, the, the British, British, right? So South Africa is a lot different, but the, the main thing in Africa is what you have. You have a lot of people, mm-hmm. you have cheap labor because the cost of living is really cheap because most people live off the land mm-hmm. or they, they're self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So you have solar, solar panels for your house. You're not paying a utility company as much. Mm-hmm. You can grow your own food. So you're self-sufficient. You build your own house and it's not, you're building like huge mansions, right? Mm-hmm. So the labor can be a little bit lower. So for example, the cost of labor uh, in Uganda can be like two to, t- to $10 a day, US. So if you're manufacturing things uh, and you can pay well, you can actually afford to pay triple the going rate, quadruple the going rate and still do really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of opportunity, just taking a Canadian and going to, to Africa is just learning from the infrastructure that we have here that's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, because um, they have everything. Yeah. They do have everything. Yeah. But the systems aren't spread out for everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a huge disparity between the, the rich and the poor, and mm-hmm. there's no middle class. Mm-hmm. So the, the opportunity is to bring services to the, the middle class. Mm-hmm. So um, crypto is doing that by doing banking but like mobile money where people are banking on their phones. So imagine going from like we went from, there was a typewriter era, then there was like sending letters and call, you know, home phones. Mm -hmm. And we had AOL internet. And then we had, you know, Hotmail. And and then we had Gmail. And then we have Facebook and all these other things where most people there went from like no power Mm -hmm. to like a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
big huge there was jump. no desktop yeah there was no laptop it was like boom mm-hmm. yeah. so actually they're actually more advanced yeah because they're doing everything mobile yeah we're here most people were like on websites they'd say like desktop first now everyone's like oh we're going mobile first mm-hmm. over right. here everything's mobile everything's first. already right. mobile you yeah. can pay yeah uh, you can pay for your clothes with your phone mm. and you can actually send data i can text valley a, a gig of data i could send you a gig of data mm-hmm. through I might, app. I might pay you yeah right for yeah. for services using gig using of data, data. yeah like, Yo, i want to yeah. watch some netflix send me okay i got you mm. right so that's the the opportunity there is huge uh, i think exporting so making goods there and, and then exporting it to canada u.s mm-hmm. building businesses locally because yeah. the population is there so you know you'll go to the village in uganda is eight hundred thousand people right that's like one of the biggest cities in canada mm-hmm. right so Shit, uh, nova scotia can, just barely over that all of nova scotia is a million right yeah. and this mm-hmm. is a small tiny village that like people don't like going to because right. it's so small <laughs> and they're like it's only eight hundred thousand yeah. people right so Huge then you got population. the city's mil- five million ten million so there's there's tons of people um, very nice people, and they want the exact same things as we have yeah, here. Else. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, and, and it's not there yet. Can provide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You know, uh, a ton of value, ton of game in in this in this time. Appreciate you for coming on. Thank you, Corral. I don't know if you got anything else, but man, a real pleasure. We we always appreciate you, and yeah, just happy to have you on, man. For sure. Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think it was more for me. You know, even here, I just learned a lot of shit just talking to you. I think it's just giving people the access, you know, that was more one of the main things highlighting, you know, a young black successful entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Like a lot of our listeners, a lot of different people, you know, they range from all kind of different stuff. And I think there's so many ways to skin a cat. And that's, that's one of the biggest value points for me is like, you know, I I seen you, I knew you when you had 2000, you know what I mean? Right. And so like, to watch that journey like close up up close and personal you know was a pleasure and so i always feel like you know i try to introduce as much people as possible to sam because i know even at a distance mm-hmm. you're going to get some information and some knowledge that's going to help you build you know your foundation for your success so you know if nothing else to the people that were listening it's a lot of information to take in mm-hmm. but you know hear it listen to it in sections mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying run it back right we yeah talk about this section yeah. okay boom yeah. <clears throat> right run it back listen to this section. exactly but from start to finish ton of value yeah right coming from yeah. someone that has done it and built it yeah and, and still doing and it still doing you know it. what i mean yeah. i recommend people follow him on social media um the man be just dropping gems you know mm-hmm. what i mean like I, I see a lot of people who who say that they really given the game yeah with no strings attached mm-hmm. and, and you probably wanted to like very few people that really give the game with no strings attached like and it's some real shit yeah you know the man said hex is going to 50 cents in in september yeah and this was like july Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there one day i'm like shit so i bought yeah he he went (laughs) all in i I took all of the shit that i had i'm like this man told me he called me one day he's like yeah man i just uh Put everything in hex. <laughs> right? We're saying everything. We're not saying like ten grand. We talking yeah. like a hundred. Put it all in. <laughs> and, and, like, and but then once he said, "Yeah, Sam said hex going to 50. Like, okay. And it's crazy because like I t- I called him and I'm like, "Yo, I did this." And the man kind of like he's tripping, not tripping, but like I, I and he ain't excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, "Yeah, like no, Sam. Sam told me." 
He's like, all right, okay, cool. You know what I mean? And so, like, this is really how the world is working for me. Mm -hmm. Majority of the time, like 85, 90% of the time, I'm really just doing what Sam tell me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. sometimes he don't even call me. me, I can call him up. But, like, a lot of times it ain't even always direct. And it works. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, for people. And and, and I'll say this. Back in those times when you had the $2,000, back in those times in 2011 and, and all that shit, when you first started doing the States thing, this man would hit me up all the time. I was getting money. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, Veli, like, That's you know what is. I mean? And, yeah. and so many times I would look at these deals and I would kind of be like, <sighs> you know what I mean? I ain't trying to mess with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what I had to learn, what I realized is that, like, when I started really seeing, like, yo, this guy really know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like, and and I really started to pay attention. So then I, I believed in you. I started to really make some money. But at the time, I didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. Like, I'm like, yeah. man, Sam, man. Like, frig, Sam, you want me to put know, my money down in Atlanta? Stuff. I can't cross the border. Yeah. Yeah. What if something <laughs> goes south? I can't go get my money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's why I, I just want people to know you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, pay attention. You know what I'm saying? This man going to lead you to the right place. And, and, and at the end of the day, he's going to just put you in a position you got to go do the work that's it you got to go do the work execute it you know what i mean you got to execute you got to have a discipline yeah you know what i mean like when you start flipping them bags to not take that shit and just go spend it you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like mm-hmm. i think in all like this is just a part of the package for people to yeah. just be able to have that information i'm on it exactly <laughs> right he, he knows the game it's, it's years and years of information yeah. and, and studying and reading and research to you know, be where he's at. So for me, I'm not that. I'm not a researcher. I, yeah. I can't. I can't deep dive into things like that. I have my skill sets, and that's why I rely on a guy like that. Yeah. To be like, okay, here's something I dug into. Okay, here, let's go. But end of the day, again, ultimately, man, a guy you want to tap in with, a guy you want to, you know, holler at if you someone that got some questions. Like I said, if you serious, he'll 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 take some time with you. But but much love, brother. It's two sure. people in the black community in Nova Scotia, in the young black community in Nova Scotia, I think are undervalued and and and, and you're one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one's Ross Simmons. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just two people that, like, when I look at, like, my life and, and what inspired me, those two people I think, you know, you should tap into because mm-hmm. they're, like, world-class people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, here in Nova Scotia, as a black community, we don't really – we don't, don't tap know. in enough. So, you know, that, that that's just – that's my free game to you. Yep. You know what I mean? Another right. day, the main thing another dollar. Your mindset. Yeah. To train your mind. Yes. yes. To take that information in and, and believe it. And yeah. believe in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's you know, it, man. Shout out Sam, man. Much love. Like always, like, subscribe, comment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you listen to us on audio form, follow up. Get us anywhere you get your podcast. But uh, that's it, man. Let's that's keep getting to the bag. That's it. Boom. Cool. I ain't a businessman, I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business.